All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Fresh Off the Set. Here we are. We are back. I'm Alora Murray. I'm Brooke Mangum. Yeah, I, probably names are important. You need to say those, right? <laughs> we'll mention them. I, I, they should know. You guys know us. Come on now. <laughs> but just in case. We're here with you today. Absolutely. We are so excited because we have a very special guest that we're going to be playing that interview coming up in a little bit. It is Michael McHenry. And if you don't know that name, I guarantee that you know his food. He is a restaurant mogul here. He has had his hand in some of the best food here in Salt Lake City. And he's got Oakwood Fire Kitchen. He's got Ginger Street and now Sunday's Best. That is, and everything is good. And and bottom line, he's just a good person. I've known him for a really long time. He's just kind, and the guy works so hard. I can imagine so with all of those restaurants. And honestly, Brooke, I was at Oakwood Fire Kitchen the other day, and it has been many times that I have visited. I love so many things on the menu. The Paloma. Who said that? Sorry. I don't know. Where'd that come from? She was very intense about that. Honestly, their Brussels sprouts, their pizza, their salads. It is one of my favorite places to go. And it's more than dining. I feel like it's almost an experience when I go in there. That's the big thing about Michael's places. He's so innovative. With fast casual, he's always doing something that creates that full experience. I remember one of the times I was talking to him, he said that every corner of his restaurant is Instagrammable. And I'd never heard that before. Oh, love that. And it's true. He tries to create that whole experience where not only are you enjoying the food, the vibe, but you also get to be able to share that with the people that you love. Oh, and you say that, honestly, there's a sign at Oakwood Fire that says there are two types of people in this world, people who love pizza and liars. Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, that, that is an Instagrammable sign. And we've been talking so much about how he started these businesses, but I'm sitting here with you, Brooke, who you are an entrepreneur too. Oh, stop. So for those who are going to listen to this podcast or are listening to us talk, what tips do you have for those future entrepreneurs? Oh, man. Okay, so I've got some tips because being an entrepreneur, it's scary, right? Uh, a lot of times you're putting something that is your baby out there or you're taking a leap. A lot of times you don't just, nobody really grows up saying, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. You know, when you're in school, you're, you're going through different classes. A lot of people don't really think about that. You think doctor, lawyer, whatever. So it's one of those things that you really are taking a risk and you never know how it's going to pan out. So I've got a few tips for you for people that don't know, I have a digital brand activation company. So that's a fancy way of saying that we build brands. I love it. It's a, so we've got, and we specialize in celebrity lines. do one for Tommy Chong. And then we also do one with Mike Tyson. That's a supplement line, but some tips that I have for you because I'm ready to hear them writing them down. The first one is bet on yourself and jump. You are never going to feel ready. You're never going to feel like it's the perfect timing to go out on your own or just to try something new. And it can be overwhelming to think, where do I start? Right? Exactly. And there's so many things you're like, well, I don't know how to do that yet. Um, Mm -hmm. where, where do I even go? You just have to start doing something. Well, there's that quote out there that says, if you wait till you're ready, you will never be ready. That's exactly what it is because it's always going to be scary. It's always going to feel intimidating. You're always going to be worried about the outcome, but you just have to start going and knowing, knowing deep down in your core that you know, know that you're enough and that, you know what, guess what? Even if you jump and you miss, I have missed so many times. We all miss but you can learn something from that moment. But what you will regret more is not never taking that jump. It's those what ifs. Those what ifs will get you. So the go for it. Coulda, woulda, oughta, shouldas, right? There you go. So that's my, the main one is just bet on yourself and jump. The next one is don't be intimidated by your shortcomings. It can be really scary to think about all the things that you 
don't know how to do, right? It's so hard. You think of those things and you think to yourself, well, I can't do this yet because I'm bad at this or someone else is better than me at this. That comparison game will get you. See, and I'm so glad that you brought that up because that is exactly what it is. Don't look at your the things that you are, I don't want to call them shortcomings. Yeah. So the things that you don't know how to do yet, uh-huh. use that as your roadmap to build your team. So if you don't know how to do something, it's like, great. That's where I need to start. If, if you're at the phase where you can hire somebody, you're never going to be able to be good at everything. Know your strengths and know your weaknesses and find somebody to do that job. And I love that you said that because it is okay to recognize your weaknesses. I can't do it all. You'd get burnt out. I, I technically <laughs> own a tech company and I don't know how to do code. And I don't even, I, my computer here at this station, I can't turn it on. I'm not <laughs> kidding right now. Okay. It doesn't matter. And it, so just don't get intimidated and get so scared by those things that you don't know how to do that you, or even worse, it's like, you don't want to tell people that you don't know how to do something, right? Because you don't want to be seen that way. I don't want to be seen that I don't know how to do it, or I shouldn't be in this position. Don't worry about that. I love it. You own the fact that you don't know and go find somebody that does, or that's your starting for your learning. That's where you need to go. That's where you need to go with your book. So the next one is fear is a green light that means go. Nice, Brooke. I love that. Talk to me about that a little more. Because fear can be, it's just a part of everyday life. I don't care if you're an entrepreneur. I don't care if you're in corporate America. I don't care if you're a mom. You're terrified, right? Mm -hmm. And having that fear can freeze you and make you so you don't make any decisions. But fear is actually a beautiful thing because it tells you that you, you want this. You're playing big. You're doing something that you've never done before. So see that fear as honestly a moment to pat yourself on the back. The fact that you're taking control, you're taking the reins in your own life. And if you can press through that fear, that's where all the good stuff is just waiting for you. Well, I love that. And I'm just full of quotes today, but there's that idea of fear is not the absence of, you know, fear is not the absence of being afraid. Right. It is, you know, going for it. And somebody that is absolutely fearless is our guest that we're going to be introing right now, Michael McHenry. Take a listen. This guy is a boss. Hi, I'm Carrie Hawker Diaz, and I'm so excited to introduce you to our podcast guest today. It's the amazing, the incredible, he's Superman, he is Utah's own Michael McHenry. Michael, thanks for being here. My goodness, it's so awesome to be in here and hanging out with you and Carrie. You've been such a big fan. And that intro, I just hope to live up just to a little bit of that. And if so, then I'm here to uh, shake it up with you a bit. You know what, Michael? You're, you really are. I mean all yeah. of that that I say <laughs> because, like, you're the busiest man probably in Utah. And we appreciate you taking out the time to be here. So yeah. if, you, um, if you know Sunday's Best, if you know Ginger Street, you know all these amazing restaurants, you know Michael is the man behind these. Yeah. Let's, talk, let's start there first, Michael. Yeah. What do you think is, I mean, let's talk about the inspiration behind, like, let's start with Sunday's best, because I have to tell (laughs) you, producer Mackenzie and I were talking about this before you came in. It is the hardest place to get into. You can get into it. You need reservations. And everybody is talking about Sunday's best. Oh, I love that. Yes, it's, it is so cool. Um, I try to be like somewhat, uh, humble about it when we speak about it, but the reality is Sunday's best is super cool. Yeah. It's the hottest thing in the city right now. And really what makes it hot is exactly what you just said. It's the people talking about it. It's the chatter that's going on. It's the champagne. It's the pancakes. It's the, it's the place where you can go to be seen. Uh-huh. It's the place where you can really go and just engage and have a great time. And that's really the essence of that great brand. You know, I've had this vision for, geez, three to four years. And okay. um, I've known that we've wanted to like really be a part of 
brunch. People love brunch. People love brunch. And if you think about, if I'm like, hey, Carrie, let's go to a diner. Let's go have breakfast. You're like, okay, cool. Like, let's go to the park. Let's go to, right. Let's go to a, let's go to a diner. Yeah. But if I say, hey, Carrie, let's go to brunch. You're like, okay. Okay. What am I going to wear? Who's going with us? Mm-hmm. What are we? What's on the menu? Uh-huh. What are we going to eat? What are we going to drink? Like, what are we doing for the rest of the day? It's crazy how experiential brunch is. It's an event. Yeah. Don't you just, think? It's, it's, and when you show production. up, you walk in, you feel so cool. You feel loved. You feel <laughs> welcome. You feel part of the Sunday's yeah. Best family. Um, and the monkey bread. Yes. If you haven't been, you have to go just for the monkey bread. Do you think that's the most popular thing? I mean, there's no question. I think monkey breads and our monkey bread and the beignets. Yeah. Like the beignets oh. and the monkey bread are most definitely like the most most wonderful way to start that experience. But as you know, when you walk into Sunday's Best, the experience starts at the front door. It's true. And whether that's like this great personality, he or she that's right there, whether that's like like Tiffany or or Vox or whoever it might be that's greeting you at the front door with this big personality and presence that they realize when you walk through the door in our business that there's about 4,700 and so restaurants and bars open across Utah, something in that range. So we we spend so much time with our team talking about it's 4,700 to one. So when Carrie decides to walk through that front door, she had 4,699 other options and she chose us and we're going all in. And we believe we create that. We create that type of 4,700 to one type experience when you walk through the door. That's absolutely what you do. And the decor and you have places for pictures because Instagram is such a hot thing right now where everyone wants to do their boomerangs in front of, I can't tell you how many countless boomerangs I've seen in front of the Sunday's best wall. Well, I'll tell you, I think that that one piece alone has single-handedly like accelerated, exploded, whatever the number, whatever the, the kind of adjective is yeah. to grow the business, that sign, I'm surprised where I see that sign. I've had people actually show it to me, not knowing that it's me. <laughs> and I'm like, I roll with it. Like, I'm so excited. Like, dude, have you heard of this place? Cause I'll start conversations in line at the grocery store, shopping around or things that go on. Yeah. I'll get people that name drop me to myself from time to time <laughs> in the dining room because people have this sense of just inclusion Mm -hmm. there and who would have thought that a pancake or a great glass of champagne or a big personality could create that type of just excitement and um inclusivity in a sense and just sense of just being seen and and having a place at the table yeah well you create spaces michael where people celebrate memories they celebrate life and birthdays and anniversaries and uh that's that's just what you do you're also behind ginger street (laughs) which is so fun downtown tell us about that one too i mean that just makes my heart beat I just, I love Ginger Street. I love the flavor profiles. I mean, Southeast Asian is like one of my favorite um, it's so flavor good. profiles and dynamics as well as just, I just love our city. Like right now, even as, as I talk to you about this, like I have so much love for Salt Lake City and Ginger Street's in the heart of it. Yeah. Like Broadway and State, thousands and thousands of people in that intersection. Um, you know, obviously the past two years, I think we see less traffic in that intersection than before, of course, with what we've all been dealing with. But it just gives me such a sense of like, okay, we can be a bit of the the fabric, the fiber, the heartbeat mm-hmm. of our community. And it just so happens we get to do that with a pad tie. And it's know, good. And, and it's, it's delicious. It's good. And so I feel like with Ginger Street, it's the location, the environment, you know, the aesthetic, the service is kind of as flavorful and as spicy as the, the food. Decor. Yeah, the, decor the decor is, is so cool. cool. It's kind of like 90s. Totally. Like you we're, know? We're, we're 90s kids. Yeah. And so there's something to be said about the music we listen to, the shows that we watch, the influence that we had. Mm-hmm. My chef partner and culinary wizard, Chef Tyler Stokes, as you know. He's amazing. He's just, he is such a genius in that. But he just, again, 
we are just inspired by that. And we want to share that because everything we do is so experiential. Yeah. We're not just like a throw some subway tile on the wall and hope it goes it, and, right. And hope it goes like we are literally, we're sitting in 25 chairs before we buy them. Yeah. We are literally eating hundreds of iterations of that recipe before we ever even sneak it to the marketplace. We're walking sidewalks long before anybody knows that we're building in that neighborhood because we love that. We take so much of the sociology and the psychology of that neighborhood and the community that we serve because to us, we have to be in love with it. Yeah. Once we're in love with that neighborhood, then we know we can serve that neighborhood. Because if you're not, who's going to be? I'll tell you right now in today's market, if you're not obsessed, if you're not in love with what you do or who you do it with, you will not win. Yeah. You just won't succeed. That's long expired. You can't just kind of be one foot in, one foot out, or, oh, I think I'm kind of good at this, or, oh, I have this um, reputation or experience or, or whatever it might be, or vision or mission. In today's market, I, I don't care what industry you're in, but specifically in ours, in, in hospitality and retail, you have to be, uh, there has to be a level of obsession mm -hmm. in order to succeed. And I believe that. That's and so we only walk the sidewalks that we love and the ones that we really, truly want to serve. So when I throw out and say, I love you on Instagram, <laughs> I mean, I absolutely <laughs> love you. And we take none of it for granted. Mm -hmm. Like when people line up to sit with us, like you mentioned about Sunday's best and, and we do have this reputation that like you can't get into it and you absolutely can. You just have to be a little more advanced noticed, but that is such a blessing, an earned blessing and a remarkable place to be. And we'll never take that for granted. Well, that like speaks ever. to what you yeah. do. Your success, definitely. You can tell Thank you're obsessed you. with it. Okay, let's go a little bit back. How did you get into the restaurant business? How did you know, Michael, <laughs> that you wanted to like, hey, let's open a restaurant? I never knew that. Like, <laughs> okay. I honestly knew nothing about food. I knew nothing about service. I, I honestly never thought that I would ever be in the restaurant business. Mm -hmm. um, it was totally one of those scenarios where it was just, it just happened. Uh, bowling was my sport. It was the only thing I knew. Like I raised myself <laughs> like junior high, high school, competitive bowling, um, ultimately got some crazy opportunities at a high level to go compete professionally. And that I didn't even realize it was happening, but I'm getting this mentorship and I'm growing. I'm finding out that I'm, I'm competitive and I'm driven and I'm very goal oriented and I'm, I, I want outcomes. And you know, what is more clear on the outcome than to knock all 10 pins down on the first try? Yeah. Like what is better than a perfect game? And that was the reality that during those kind of programming years that 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 years old from my adolescence to my adulthood, competitive sports taught me so much. And so it's, it's kind of, it, it's brief, but yet a long story, but it's as simple as this. I went out on tour. I came back. I had a, a, uh, a little bit of success. I wanted to open my own bowling pro shop because it's the only thing I knew. So bowling equipment, a this repair This is so amazing. Training, I did not all, know this about you. Yeah, so no, I'm learning all, this. All of these things. And so I went to the owners of Fat Cats at the time and I said, hey, I want to rent this space from you. And I was about like 18, almost 19 at the time and negotiated a deal with them. I had like very little to no money, just a lot of drive and a little bit of a vision. And I knew nothing about running my own business. I just knew that I wanted to do it. And I'm studying finance at the time. I'm trying to figure out like, you know, I'm figuring out personal finance. I'm looking at like economics. I'm thinking I want to study finance and be a mm -hmm. CFO or work on Wall Street or do something like big like that. But at the same time, I only knew bowling. So I approached these guys at Fat Cats. They're amazing. And I, I rent a space from them. They become like my thought partners, mentors, and business partners. And about six months in, they approached me and they're like, hey, we have a vision for this restaurant. And I said, okay. And they said, and we really want you to be the general manager. And we think that you are too talented Wow. For this business. So first, in real time, I'm, a, I'm offended. Like, don't tell me that I'm too good <laughs> for my own business. Years this is my this. whole life. Yeah. And so like, in real time, I'm offended. Like, wait a minute. 
you're going to tell me that I'm too good for what my dream is. And probably an hour or two later, I'm like, yep, you know what? Great. I'm going to write this off. I'm going to join you. And what the opportunity that I got there literally on the back of a piece of paper then was called Coast to Azul. And they're like, we want you to be the first general manager. You're going to make X amount of money. It was a tiny amount. You're going to drive from Murray to Provo every single day, back and forth for several years. But by the way, we're going to give you this great opportunity. And I went all in. And at that time, it was Costa Azul, and it quickly turned into Costa Vida. So I got the chance to be on the founding wow, team of Costa Vida Michael. as a kid. And that changed my entire life because I had great mentors. I really knew nothing about the business, so it gave me this opportunity to come in and just be wildly teachable yeah. and just highly ambitious and tenacious as I've always been. And I went all in, and that brand changed my life forever. When someone says, who, who, who is that person? Who are those people? that have changed your life. I always say Sean Collins and Dave Rudder gave me my first shot. I'll owe that to them forever. And I, they went all in on me and I went all in on them and did that for the next seven years and went from zero locations to many with them and learned everything about that business. I think during those kind of core developmental years. So I basically spent my twenties opening restaurants across the Southwest and it was all just right place, right time. And I went all in. I love that you thank other people because you do know that to be successful, it takes a team, right? There are people that give you chances along your way. So I love that you give credit to that, but you also have to take credit yourself for who you are because you're a go-getter, you're a goal yeah, setter. Totally. And you're, you, you are sure. probably the hardest working man <laughs> in Utah. Um, okay. So my next I'm question, I'm going to own that. I'm going <laughs> to agree it. with you on that. <laughs> you I'm going to claim it. the smartest or the most creative, but I do believe that under these moments, like I think it's rare that I ever walk into a room where I feel like other people are as working as hard or as swift as me. And mm-hmm. that's just something that I felt like is my biggest inspiration for others as well, because I don't believe it really matters what walk of life, where you come from, what neighborhood you grew up in, what school you go to, what your background is. It's a matter of how you show up. Ah. And I and I believe that everything I do, I show up big. I'm getting no chills. Matter what, no matter this is what, so good. we show up big. It's yeah. so true. I Thank love you. that. No matter where you yeah. come from, it's how you show up, right? It's what I love about the restaurant business. Yeah. Like, I work with every walk of life. I mean, every walk of life. And it is why I do what I do. You love people. I love, I love people. I'm not in the restaurant business because I'm a culinarian. I have a, most definitely have an experience and sophisticated palate, but I'm not here to be a chef. Right? I'm not here to, to chase my favorite wine or my favorite cheese. I'm literally here to utilize pancakes to connect to my community and create the biggest, most furthering dining room table in my beloved neighborhood. Wow. And I'm just here for that That's o- what you over do. and over and over again. That's what you're yeah. doing. Okay, so what do you think? And I know there's <laughs> going to be a million answers to this, but let's try to keep, yeah. it, keep it small. Sure. What do you think is this, that secret sauce for a successful restaurant here in Utah? Be obsessed. Like that's just, uh, <laughs> this is going to sound like a, a unique analogy, but, um, I, do you have pets? I do. Do you have like a dog or cat? Or, I have, yeah, yeah, I have a cat yeah. named Walter. Walter. Yeah. Okay. So I can only imagine what it's like when you come home from the studio, you've been crushing it all day and Walter sees you come through the door. What happens? Walter walk up to you, wants to spend time with you, he, yeah. jumps like uh-huh. cuddles, purrs, whatever it might be. To me, sounds interesting, but it's like when you come home and your puppy sees you for the first day, it's like endorphins going crazy. They want to jump on you. They want all the attention and love in the You're world. You're the coolest person ever to them. I literally feel that. I feel the human, the human endorphin of that when you walk through my door. You, 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 the hundreds or thousands of people that walk through my door, I feel that. And I feel like that's my recipe. I'm obsessed 
with making people happy in my space. You I feel w- that when you walk into any of your restaurants. Yeah. That is so cool. You know how to do that. And if you don't, like I work with my team to say, like, if you don't believe in it or see it or want to be a part of being the best part of someone else's day, and it just so happens that the pad thai, the the dirty bird chicken sandwich, the you know, the pancakes and champagne or the hot honey pepperoni sandwich or whatever it might be, the crispy duck roll happens to be your gateway to making somebody's day, mm-hmm. then you still work with me. Yeah. Because that's what we live for. We live for that every single day. And so I believe that the secret sauce is really just being obsessed with the very people that keep you in business. I mean, that's why you're so successful. Yeah, I, it, I, it really I believe it's is. part of it. It really is. I know there's a lot that, <laughs> sure. of other things that, yeah. you know, that we won't get into, but. Sure. Okay. So what, someone's listening to this going, yeah. I want to start my own business. Michael has inspired me <laughs> and which you are so sure. inspiring. Do you have any advice for someone who wants to start, maybe not even specifically a yeah restaurant sure but like their own business yeah start okay literally start so oftentimes and so many times we find ourselves in the situation where we feel like we need the perfect plan Mm -hmm. we have to check all the boxes or do all the research or do the due diligence and i'm telling you do enough absolutely do enough understand the business that you're going into like just because you have the world's best meatball doesn't mean you're gonna have the world's best business right you need the acumen and experiences there but nothing is going to teach you more than starting no textbook no mentor, uh, no business, uh, nothing is going to teach you more than getting started when you realize that the last line of defense is you, mm. that you have to show up and lace up and participate and be thoughtful and be fast failing and fast learning all the things that are associated with it. But you can't get that until you start. You can't get that until you start. So oftentimes I'll mentor and share with people in, in, in a big form, just say like, listen, you won't understand until you actually have to write the check. You won't understand until no one's waking you up. Mm. You won't understand until you truly just get out there and take that step and start. And starting is the biggest way to win, in my Mm. opinion. Like there's just no other way. There's just no other way. And so I live by the McHenry maxim, referring to myself here in a bit third person, (laughs) but 70% right, 110% sure. I don't work for the perfect plan. I just push to execute. So I'm all in. I never hesitate on left turns. I never hesitate over the cliff. I always push incredibly hard. And the reason for that is I feel like we will fail as fast as we can as long as the pressure and the gas is on. Yeah. And when we do that, we will get better and better and better. And I believe that's our success in developing many successful brands over the years is because I've always kept my foot on that gas. And I've, I've worked hard to kind of manage the romantics and not have um, too much detail, like because details can be um, anchoring in a mm. way. So I just I get clear on the vision and then we just you go. we 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 execute with unwavering pursuit. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. that's so inspiring, Michael. That's really good. That's yeah. really good advice. Thank I you. love that. Um, Thank you. I want to throw this out there too. During the pandemic yes. with restaurants, things changed yeah. so much and you were out there on the front lines delivering meals yeah. to our healthcare heroes. heroes. Yeah. Yeah. What was that experience like? I, I think first and foremost, I had like this calm. I felt safe. I felt calm. I felt empowered and I knew I had a lot to give. And so I knew that not only did I have my 140 or so team members, I had to protect their livelihoods first and foremost wow. and stand up for it. And once I realized that I had enough of that and I was calm and collected, yet I was in the trenches of battle, I knew I had to step up for my community. I knew there were ways that we could serve. And there were times where I was downtown in the heart of the city and the li- street lights were flashing and trash was blowing on the corner. And the only thing on Broadway and State Street was my truck and my sign. It was kind of like There was an nothing apocalypse. else out there. It yeah. literally, it was, there was nothing else out there. And for whatever crazy reason, 
Carrie, that motivated me so much. Not that I wanted to be alone, but I knew that during, especially during times of crisis, Mm -hmm. that you count on your neighborhood restaurant and bar for that place of normalcy, for that place of security, the cheers to you, that, that place where you just, where everybody knows your name. Your second home. And I knew that if I could just stand up there, and know that if it's a Carrie, if it's a McKenzie, if it's a Car- whoever it is that just needed us to be there, I'd be there for him. And that was a big deal for me. It changed my entire life. The pandemic time changed my life. It changed my businesses have never been better. Um, but I felt like I became far more thoughtful. Mm-hmm. I've always been a thoughtful person, but mm-hmm. I, I just participate differently now. And holding those small business roundtables with other business owners that needed to survive or that wanted to survive during those conditions, I showed up for them. And it's, uh, it's one of the biggest and best things we could have ever done, I think, for our community as well as our business. Well, so, we really yeah. have to thank you for thank you. standing up and, you know, being yeah. brave and helping out others sure. in time, times of need because you really, you really did that. Well, thank you. You showed up. Thank you. You showed thank up. You. you really did. Okay, Michael, so I could talk to you all day, but <laughs> oh, we're going to end this goodness. with what you we call I. our fresh five. Okay. And they're just quick answers. <laughs> I just want you to say what's off the top of your head. We're just going to go through them. Yeah. And are you ready to start? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, here we go. What are you most excited about in life right now? Ooh, uh, breath. Like, I love waking up every single morning with the, just the opportunity that, that God has provided me to come out and make a difference in my neighborhood. Like, that's Ooh. it. I just want to wake up. Okay. If I just keep waking up, I'm going to keep pushing to win every single day. Amen. All yeah. right. Uh, what is your current obsession? Because <laughs> you say be obsessed. People. Like, I wanna ma- I'm obsessed with making people happy. Like I'm, I'm literally, that's just, that's it. Well, I just, I just well. want to make people happy. You do it well, Michael. Yeah. All right. What's your favorite thing to eat? Speaking of all these <laughs> oh, restaurants, what do you like to eat? Like, oh, I feel the pressures. Let's, let's say dinner, like dinner. Here, here, no, here's the reality. I feel like everything tastes better in a tortilla. Ah, like everything tastes better in a tortilla. <laughs> I could eat tacos all day, every day. And, uh, whether that is, uh, if that chips and salsa, tortilla, burrito, <laughs> tostada, it doesn't matter to me. I believe that everything truly tastes better on a tortilla. And that's like a little inside into like I was going to say, I was going to say, what's next. I yes. saw, I felt that I was going to say, maybe this is a little teaser on uh, what's yeah, next. We can't wait to talk about this eventually. Yes. Okay. Um, one thing most people would be surprised to know about you. Is there something that people like may not know and they go, Hmm, yeah. that's interesting. I didn't know about him. Yeah. I'm terrified of Freddy Krueger. Like that's the real deal. If I hear that song, I'm like, like to this day, I, I feel like I'm six years old all over again. Like all right. I, like <laughs> Freddy Cougar. If I see him, I'm da- I'm out. Like I just, and I'm gonna face it at some point. At some point, I'm gonna get a chance to like truly walk down Elm Street. At some point, he and I are gonna face that. But until then, I'm out. I'm Bring sure up, you're gonna have song, a lot I'm of done. people that will protect you. You got <laughs> a lot of good friends. I'm done. You have yeah. a good circle that'll protect I'm done with you. That. I love yeah. that. Okay, last one. Yeah. It's brunch. What do you order? It's it's a no brainer. Ricotta pancakes and champagne. Mm. Like I want a great bottle of like Moet Chandon and a great pancake and it's done for me. Oh. And I want to invite as many people into that. It's around me. If I cut, chop that up with a fork and feed you or I pour <laughs> you a glass of champagne, I'm in. I believe that champagne, like pancakes and champagne is, is the future of how we're going to connect communities. And I'm pushing hard for it across the country. It just makes you feel better. And you yes. know, you can get amazing <laughs> champagne and pancakes at Sunday's best. Michael, where no can doubt. we follow you? Where's the best place? I mean, yeah. your restaurants are all totally. over. Is there one place we can go well, to follow it's you? It's like you touched before. I mean, I think I believe that the 
attention and engagements on Instagram. It's just my first and last name, Michael McHenry. And that's me. If you DM me, I can't guarantee I'm going to get back to everyone. But if I, if you get a response or a comment, that's me a hundred percent. I'm there for it. Um, Instagram's the best way. Of course, you can visit the McHenryGroup.com to see all of the restaurants that we're currently working on those experiences. As you, as you've probably seen, we're throwing some unique parties. Now there's kind of some after hours events happening, which is super fun to see our city connecting in that. So follow me on Instagram, check out our website and please, please, please. If you want to meet and engage, just come to my dining rooms. You're going to catch me. I'm in them every single day. It's very true. Yeah. I've been there and you're like, you're hands on, you're in there. <laughs> totally. I love it. I That's love what it. I love about you. Well, yeah. I am honored to call you a friend. Likewise. Thank you so much for being here. You're an incredible person, incredible human being, thank not you. only, you know, a successful entrepreneur, you are, are you are a kind human. Well, thank you. So I, thank you. I, I feel honored to be here. And, uh, as you saw, when you reached out to me, I immediately responded. I just, I, I love any opportunity that I can share with great people that I trust and love and that want to do business with and keep sharing the good stuff happening in our neighborhoods. It means a lot. I love it. Well, Michael, you are, of course, welcome anytime cool. on our show and on our podcast. So thank you so much for cool. being here. And of course, we'd love for you to listen to our next podcast. They drop every Tuesday, uh, fresh off the set, and we will see you next week. Congrats, you made it to the end. If you want to continue to freshen up your day, you can watch us on Fresh Living every weekday on CBS Channel 2 in Utah at 1 o'clock. You can also watch us on our YouTube channel, KUTV Fresh Living, and follow us on social media. We will see you next week.